the more tools you have, the better, right? So, you know, I've been doing a lot of meditation or breath work or exercise, all kinds of different things. But to me, this was a tool that just came at the right time. And it's something that when meditation isn't working or when you feel like you're just too overwhelmed or you keep getting stuck in the same cycle, it's, it's like, try something different. Don't keep doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then you also mentioned the research, which there is, you know, a robust body of research. Most of it has come in the last decade. I mean, like anything, these things take so much time. So right mm -hmm. now, like meditation and mindfulness are like the hottest thing. And it's like, right. oh my gosh, there's thousands of research studies in corporations. But go back 10 years ago. And even then, that's not the case. Like we're not talking about meditation and mindfulness in this same way, even just a decade ago as a normal thing that everyone accepts, like, yes, we should do this. So mm -hmm. hopefully tapping is right behind. We're working hard on the research because you have to validate. Hello, and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché, family physician and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. In this episode, I shared a conversation with Nick Ordner, who's been educating on tapping or emotional freedom technique for over 20 years. Now, I recently came across tapping myself, and after I experienced its benefits personally, I started looking into the research behind it, and I was surprised to find there's quite a lot out there. So because of the research and because of the profound impact it had on me, I reached out to Nick because I wanted to share this method with all of you here. Nick is the creator and executive producer of the documentary film, The Tapping Solution, as well as the author of the New York Times bestselling book, The Tapping Solution, a revolutionary system for stress-free living. He's also a highly regarded public speaker, presenting live tapping sessions at seminars, hosting an annual world summit, and appearing in numerous well-known media outlets like CNN, Psychology Today, and The Dr. Oz Show. Nick and I talk about what exactly tapping is and how it works, some circumstances where it can be helpful, things like pain, food cravings, anxiety, and overwhelm, as well as the data that's been collected to objectively demonstrate tapping's effectiveness, which I also link to in the show notes for those who are interested. As a bonus, Nick leads us through an interactive tapping session at the end focused on relieving stress and anxiety. Now, before we dive into the episode, I do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. I recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. So with that, let's get to the episode. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm really excited to be here with Nick Ortner. And as we were just starting to talk before I hit record, I was telling you about how tapping has had a big impact on myself. And I'm excited to share that with my audience and with my listeners. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know you're a very busy guy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. <laughs> so uh, you were starting to ask me how I first found it. And I think I, I probably like maybe a lot of people had first heard the concept of tapping or EFT reading Gabby Bernstein's book years ago. Yeah. And I kind of thought, Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. You know, I didn't really think much of it. I think I had seen it in a few um, maybe like documentaries or movies, like seeing people do it, but again, was like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> didn't really yep. take it into uh, my own hands. And then it kept coming up recently. I've been hearing it just keeps coming, you know, one of those things that like everybody keeps talking about it. So you say, all right, I think I need to look into this. And there was one particular day where I was working and I was starting to feel really overwhelmed, really anxious. And I started, you know, 
a lot of times I'll sit there and I'll just kind of meditate for a few minutes and try to just let my thoughts pass. And I started doing that and it was getting worse. I was like these, you know, I'm just getting so overwhelmed. And so I remembered tapping and I thought, let me try this. So I looked up a video. I just Googled it. I looked up a video, I think of you doing a, a session, a demonstration with Marie Forleo. And I did that session and it was unbelievable the change that I noticed in just a couple of minutes. And so after that, I searched, I said, there's got to be an app for this. So I went and looked and I found your app and I've been using it there. Um, and again, I would say, you know, for, for me, certainly overwhelm or anxiety are the times where it's been most helpful for me. And then also the, you are enough, um, session, which I've done a lot, which I love to talk about more, but, um, that's sort of how I came to it. And then I started looking at the research and there's a ton out there, you know, just being, being in primary care and thinking about this for patients. I'm shocked that I had never heard of it before. Um, even as an option for patients, because we talk all the time about breathing exercises or meditation or mindfulness, but tapping just wasn't something I'd ever come across, um, in the medical world. So that's my story. Oh man. I love that. I love that story. <laughs> I have so much to say about all the pieces of it. Like, so let me, I mean, you can ask me questions, but let me comment about a couple of pieces of yeah. your story that I love. Uh, one is I love meditation and mm -hmm. I often meditate and I use apps to meditate and there are times when you're anxious, you're overwhelmed, like emotions are high mm -hmm. that for some people meditating could just make it worse. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, now I'm just sitting in here. My brain is just looping, you know, yeah. I'm just like getting stuck on this thought and I'm not getting anywhere. Now I'm more frustrated that I'm failing at meditation yes. um, or for the people who just have never succeeded, whatever that means. Right. Mm -hmm. But they think like, I try to meditate. I couldn't do it. I just, it's not for me. Like I hear that time and again, and when I hear that, that's when tapping comes in so beautifully, uh, because in that moment for you, right, you're anxious, you had these thoughts going, mm -hmm. your amygdala was firing, the fight or flight or freeze response center in your brain. Mm -hmm. And what the latest research has shown is that when we tap on these endpoints of meridians of our body, we send a calming signal to the amygdala. So that's what you did in that moment. And, you know, your surprise is continues to be my surprise after <laughs> I've been doing this for 20 years now, because it's wow. still like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> like I, you know, like, how does that work? work? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How is that possible? And, but it's so dramatic, isn't it? Like, it it's is. like oh, I feel, I mean, I got to tell you, so I've been doing this for 20 years when I first discovered it for me personally, we can talk about mm -hmm. that. But the other day I've been stressed for like two days and I'm the tapping guy, but I'm not that smart, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like the rest of us, right? right like not right. that smart. Just and push I, through you know, it, you know? Just push it. I mean, you said it beautifully. Like, because I get things done. I just push yeah. through it. And I was outside and and I had, had this jaw tension. It was just like, where did this come from? And was finding that I was like clenching my jaw at night. I'm not a stressed person normally. So I'm like, mm -hmm. what is happening here? So I'm like, all right, let me just do something about this. I'm outside. Yeah. I'm actually grilling. I got like 10 minutes. It's a beautiful night. I pull up my own app with my own voice. <laughs> I search jaw. I do the process. I discover all these things that I haven't thought about. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if that's related to this? And you know what? Yeah, I probably have been holding on to that in a way that I didn't notice. 10 minutes later, my jaw feels great. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, Who's the guy who made this great app that's making right. me feel so much better now? Right. Right. So, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. I think for me that, yeah, that first experience was so profound. And I think 
also just to have as a tool, you know, I think for me personally, I think, you know, people who have been listening to my podcast know I've gone through a lot of my own sort of personal, emotional, spiritual development, especially over the last year, year and a half. And I think just having the more tools you have, the better, right? So there's a lot of, you know, I've been doing a lot of meditation or breath work or, you know, exercise, all kinds of different things. But um, to me, this was a tool that, that just came at the right time. And it's something that, you know, when meditation isn't working or when, you know, you feel like you're just too overwhelmed or you keep getting stuck in the same cycle, it's, it's like, try something different. Don't keep doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then you also mentioned the research, which there is, you know, a robust body of research. Um, most of it has come in the last decade. I mean, like anything, these things, think, things take so much time. So right mm -hmm. now, like meditation and mindfulness are like the hottest thing. And it's like, right. oh my gosh, there's thousands of research studies in corporations. But go back 10 years ago, and even then, that's not the case. Like, we're not talking about meditation and mindfulness in this same way, even just a decade ago, as a normal thing that everyone accepts. Like, yes, we should do this. So, mm -hmm. hopefully, tapping is right behind. We're working hard on the research because you have to validate it. I mean, it's such a weird thing. Like, right. wait, why are we tapping? <laughs> Some of the results that people get are so astounding that sometimes I think that hurts it because people are like, oh my God. Too good to be true. Yeah. Too good to be true. Oh, I've back pain for 30 years and now I'm pain free for the first time in 30 years. Now, come on. How can that be? Right. Too good to right. be true. But, you know, the, the research <laughs> is there. It's coming in fast and furious. And what I always say is that if you experience it for yourself, you can decide. You can be like nothing happened there or more likely. Wow. That was a big shift. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, let's back up because I know we're, we're diving yeah. in, but for people who don't even know what tapping is, can you just dancing? They're like, yeah. something about, you know, <laughs> or also, I guess the way that you, you do it is called emotional freedom technique also, correct? Can you just explain to everybody what that is? Yeah. So EFT is the name for this particular format. So it's sort of like mm -hmm. you have meditation as a big, broad name. And then within meditation, there's almost like different schools, like Oh, I do Vipassana meditation. I do transcendental meditation. They're all meditation. They mm -hmm. just approach it a little differently. Um, EFT or tapping. The original tapping process uh, was actually discovered in 1980, late 1979. So now, you know, 40 plus years ago, a traditional psychologist had a breakthrough with a client where just intuitively he was like, try tapping on these points. She had a breakthrough and he mm -hmm. went on to develop this process. EFT, the form that I do, um, was one of the students of this man, Dr. Roger Callahan, Gary Craig. He developed this algorithm. Right? Mm -hmm. So we call it tapping very generally because, as I mentioned briefly, we are tapping, physically tapping on endpoints of meridians of our body, these channels of communication, these channels of energy. Um, and what the latest research shows is that when we do that, we calm the amygdala. So whenever we're stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, at some level, that amygdala is firing. And we send a calming signal to the amygdala in the same way that I'm sure deep breathing sends a calming signal and other processes. We're doing it very quickly. We're doing it in a format that is often different from sort of the self-help and self-improvement world that is like, oh, let's really focus on positive thinking and just try to imagine that like that's all good and you want to get there eventually. Mm -hmm. But one of the beautiful things about tapping and EFT, I believe, is that we begin with the negative or the truth about how we feel. So if you're anxious and overwhelmed, you're sitting there meditating, you're probably trying to think positive thoughts, but that gap from like, this is where I am now. And by the way, my brain is trying to keep me safe. My brain is trying to solve these problems. My brain 
the second I try to think a positive thought, it's like, nope, it's just too far of a gap. Like it's too mm-hmm. much of a reach. Like your brain will go, you know, if you're sitting there anxious and you say, I am peaceful and I allow everything to <laughs> yeah. flow in my life, your brain's like, no, you shouldn't be peaceful. There's danger out there. You got to fix problems. There's too much going on. Like it's doing its job trying to keep you safe. When we tap and we acknowledge like, this is how I feel. These are the things I've struggled with. We calm the amygdala in the context of these thoughts and memories. Mm -hmm. And that's when it disengages them. I mean, it's almost like a switch turns off, something gets like unhooked and you're like, huh, why did I even care about this five minutes ago? Like the gap is so far, like we make this jump and it just lets go. And from there you can anchor in the positive thought. You can begin to feel and believe the things that you want to feel Mm -hmm. and believe. Yeah, I really have noticed that part being extremely important. I think even on my own journey of emotional wellness, this concept of really acknowledging and feeling your emotions, even if they are negative and like really feeling them all the way through and then then like backing into, okay, where did this originate or how do I, you know, was it a thought that was negative or something so you can address it? Um, But I think so many of us go through life suppressing a lot of emotions, especially the negative ones, because it's not how we want to appear in the world or we think that they're wrong or, or many different reasons. And then they get sort of stuck in us. And it's, it's amazing to see over time, the negative health implications some of those things can have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so how did you first, you said you first learned about it, um, from almost, it's yeah. So almost 20 years ago now. So I was actually at a Tony Robbins seminar. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's how I went to one, not 20 years ago, about six years ago. And it was very life changing for me as well. (laughs) Amazing. Did you go to UPW, like a three day weekend event? Yeah. So I did that in 2002. I did it in New Jersey. So (laughs) Uh, the New York, you know, they call it the New York, just like everything in right. New Jersey, that they say it's the New York event, like the New York Giants and the New York Jets <laughs> who actually play in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so I did that in 2002. I was 24 years old at the time. I'm 43 now. And it was life changing. It was just like, it just woke me up. I had actually heard my mom had Tony Robbins tapes and like mm-hmm. I was familiar with his material. Nothing like the live event to just like change your energy and your outlook. So I spent the next year after that doing all his different events, his date with destiny and went to Fiji for life mastery and wealth mm-hmm. mastery. And it was really just an incredible year. And at one of those events, uh, he did a little, maybe 10 to 15 minute demonstration of this tapping process. He was wow. like, here's how you do it. It's good for negative emotions. Like he'd been using it for a couple of years. He was a fan. Uh, so I just, I took that handout and I researched it, bought some books about it started using it in my life, just the way you've been using it in your life, Mm -hmm. just like playing around with it. Where would it work? And uh, the running joke at the time was don't say anything is wrong around Nick because he's just going to make you tap on it. Like (laughs) if if you came to me and you're like, my shoulder hurts, I'd be like, all right, well, let's see what we can do. Let's try to fix these things. Like, let's see what happens. Um, And time and again, I was just astounded by the results that people had. And these are friends and family who weren't trying to, you know, convince me that it worked. Mm-hmm. There was not, it was like, whoa, I feel better. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like, there's something happening here. So in 2007, I had the crazy idea uh, with no filmmaking experience, uh, no money for the film to make a documentary film about tapping. Um, so we set out my younger sister, one of my best friends from high school and I to make this film from 2007 to 
2008, we traveled the country interviewing experts like Jack Canfield and Cheryl Richardson and all these people sort of in the self-help and personal development world Mm -hmm. who were using tapping in their lives, who had just already knew that it was a tool that they could share with others. Um, We released that film. That was sort of our entry into the world. And then now it's been, you know, so 2008, whatever it is, the last, you know, decade plus, I wrote a book that was a New York Times bestseller about tapping in 2013 Mm -hmm. and have done a lot of online events. Uh, And the latest iteration with the message always and and the mission to just get tapping in people's hands is the Tapping Solution app. It's the most obvious. Mm-hmm. I can write a book, you can read it, but that doesn't mean you're gonna tap. And when you need it, when you're anxious, when you're overwhelmed, when you don't have those resources, mm-hmm. those mental resources, because you're upset about something, it's hard to find that space and go, okay, let me figure out my own language and do my own process. And that's mm-hmm. where the Tapping Solution app comes in beautifully. And a great full circle on the story is that Tony is one of the, guest uh, speakers or guest meditation leaders on the tapping solution app. So, you know, he introduced it to me then I didn't know I was just a huge fan. Uh And uh, we connected a couple years ago with some charity work that I was doing in my hometown of Newtown, Connecticut, developed a great friendship. And now you can do a morning and evening tapping meditation with Tony Robbins uh, in our app. So that was continues to be to this day, (laughs) one of the coolest things to just go from like, that little nugget, that little seed that he planted yes. and then to be working with him in the app is really cool. Absolutely. Yes. And I love the the app because it does, it talks you through it, right? You don't have to think about it. You just press go and, and it can take you from being in a really emotional state into much more calm and peace. Um, and you have so many different um, meditations on there, sessions on there for different reasons. So could you talk just a little bit about what are some of the uses um, for tapping and how, how people have found it to be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. So again, back to the sort of too good to be true, like gamut, mm-hmm. because there's, it works on so many things. Now, the underlying mechanism of all of it, I believe, and you'll see as we break it down, is just stress. It's mm-hmm. just like, so let's look at weight loss, something that people really don't think is related. Like, how am I going to tap on these endpoints <laughs> of meridians and lose yeah. weight? Like, not burning that many calories, right? <laughs> um, my sister, Jessica, actually wrote a New York Times bestselling book called The Tapping Solution for Weight Loss and Body Confidence because mm-hmm. she used it in her, her own life and with clients to you lose a lot of weight. So what happens Mm -hmm. there is a couple use cases. One is cravings, right? So Mm -hmm. you've had a stressful day at work and what's going to solve that stress really quickly, a whole bowl of popcorn, Mm -hmm. you know, a pint of ice cream, a bag of chips, like whatever your thing is, it's going to, in that moment, solve that stress really quickly, Mm -hmm. right? It's just going to be like, Oh, and then we have these patterns. So you can tap on cravings. One of the things that I do uh, when I speak at live events, especially in longer formats is, get all these different candy bars and things that I buy at the snack shop, bring them up on stage and then say, all right, who wants to eat this? And you could just see like the Snickers bar that someone in the audience is like, I am desperate for that right now. My brain is wired to want that Snickers bar. I mean, you couldn't pay me to eat a Snickers bar personally, but that's (laughs) because I've wired a different behavior pattern, Right. right? But that person is wired to want that Snicker bar, has that physical craving and has all this emotional stuff wrapped into it. So when we tap first on the craving time and again, it's like, you know, how, what do you feel? First it's the craving. And then like, once the craving starts to move, all of a sudden 
people are like, you know what? I'm just really sad right now. And they're like, mm-hmm. whoa, what does this have to do with the Snickers bar? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, I just remember going to my grandmother's house after school in fourth grade and life was just so easy then. And like all these memories come back. I mean, we all know that food mm-hmm. gets associated so strongly with things from our past. So next thing we know, we thought we were tapping into cravings, but there's all this stuff wrapped up into it, right? Same thing again, other aspects of weight loss, just body confidence. How do I feel about my body? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the image I have? I mean, I know you've seen it time and again, you've probably been around people who are super fit and super healthy and they hate their bodies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, what can we do to, again, break some of those patterns, reduce that stress, that thought that keeps running again and again, that says mm-hmm. you can't relax until X happens. You can't feel safe until X happens. So weight loss is one of the ones that feels like a stretch for people, but I've seen it work. Amazing things. Pain relief. You know, I joked about if your shoulder hurt, certainly if you have an acute injury, I mean, sometimes you can reduce the pain a little bit with a couple mm-hmm. rounds of tapping, but if you hurt your shoulder an hour ago, it's going to go through its own healing process, right? Mm-hmm. So that's fine. The question is, what happens when you sh- hurt your shoulder 20 years ago and it still hurts? Mm-hmm. What happens when people are in chronic pain, fibromyalgia, you know, chronic back pain? What's going on there? And you talked about repressed emotions. I've seen time and again, anger, rage connected to pain mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, it seems crazy. People go, oh, come on. But you know what? I went to my doctor and I haven't L1 disc that slipped and we all have the answers for mm-hmm. what it is. And you should always go to a doctor first, go make sure that n- there's nothing seriously wrong. But you know, more often than not, it's like, well, you have this or that, or you have some inflammation. The question is, why isn't the body healing? What's happening that that inflammation has been going on for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And what I find is people who have tried a million things, they release some of the stress, they calm their body down, they stop, you know, pain is not just in the physical body, it's also in the brain, especially mm-hmm. if you've had it for so long, you're, mm-hmm. you just expect that pain to happen. So seeing really incredible results with tapping for pain relief. And then, you know, you mentioned anxiety, anger, these emotions that we feel that we can't control these feelings of overwhelm. It works really well just to regulate that nervous system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. I think, so I mentioned at the beginning, one of the, um, one of the ones that I found to be most helpful also was the you are enough session, which I think for so many people, <laughs> um, that is at the root of a lot of, um, probably just whether it's mental, emotional, physical pain that we kind of put ourselves through. And I felt I, like the first time that I did it, um, I felt a ton of emotion come out, just stuff that I had not previously thought about or that I hadn't connected. And then after doing it a few times, there was this, this time where I was sitting there doing it. And it was all of a sudden, like, wow, I feel like I am enough. Like I can feel this, like this real power and really truly loving myself, which I think is just something that, um, that is such a struggle for so many people. And like you said, even people who seem like they have it all together or they're really fit or this or that, we all struggle with this stuff. And so that was something that was really powerful to me too. Yeah. So that's one of our most popular tapping meditations. I love that you did it multiple times. We, uh, it's actually now built into the app. We have these different challenges. I don't know if you've seen the challenges. It's sort of on the bottom right of the app. It's just, it's only a couple weeks old. Um, and one of them is a, you are enough challenge. And it's an eight day challenge where you do the same 
you are enough tapping meditation every day for eight days in a row. You know, you can skip a day, but the idea is just to, just to have that consistency. And it came about because a, a user just randomly did it for eight days and she posted on Facebook this miraculous result, like just her life, her feeling, everything was transformed mm-hmm. after eight days. So I said, all right, well, there's no magic to eight days, but she did it. <laughs> yeah. It could be five or seven or nine. Um, and what I hear time and again on that, things like, oh my gosh, the third time I heard something completely different that I didn't hear the first time. Mm-hmm. And then that transition, like as you said, where you don't feel like you're enough and all of these memories come up and this and that, and then you work through it and then you do it again. And then you start actually feeling like, whoa, what, what is this feeling that I've never cultivated, that I've never explored um, that to feel like I'm enough, to be mm-hmm. able to relax in my life and my body, to be able to feel grateful for what I have, for what I've accomplished. I mean, I've worked with, like you mentioned, you know, people who seem really happy. I've worked with a lot of celebrities, top of their game, best in the world. You look at them and go, well, of course they're happy. They have no, mm-hmm. like they have everything, everything anyone could, they've achieved it all. They have to be happy. And underneath it, not mm-hmm. feeling like they're enough, it still lingers there. So mm-hmm. you can't accomplish your way out of that feeling like Mm -hmm. you can't succeed your way out of not feeling enough. You've got to do that inner work. And that one meditation seems to do a good job in helping that process. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, um, it was almost like that time after I did it, that, um, it really felt like it got through. It was almost like I was angry with myself. Like, how could I have ever let myself believe that I wasn't, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just amazing how you can shift your perspective and, just like anything, when those light bulbs go off, um, how powerful that can be. Yeah. And look, we haven't, you know, to cut yourself some slack and give yourself a break. We've never been given that message, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, some people hopefully naturally had it from supportive parenting and, uh, you know, a decent Mm -hmm. enough childhood that they had experiences where they felt they were enough, but for way too many people out there that wasn't even close. So, you know, one of the interesting things about the meditation a lot of times with affirmations or different things like that, people will say, I am enough, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, claim it. The reason I changed it in that process to you are enough is because people didn't believe it when they said it themselves. They had mm. to hear it from somebody else. And it was a someone else that most mm-hmm. people don't know, that most people haven't connected to, but it was still mm-hmm. another human being, you know, with as much love and care as I could put into it in my heart when I recorded it, saying like, you're enough. And I think that somehow breaks through that conscious mind and that barrier and people begin to take it in and then believe it for themselves. Cause it's true. It is. It is really powerful. Another thing that I love about the app is, and also for people listening, by the way, I have no, you know, financial interest in your app. I just, <laughs> as, as you know, it's just had an impact on me. And so I think it's a and great it's a tool. Free download. <laughs> it's a free download. I mean, there's a premium version, which I, yeah. I recommend because you get, you know, the 400, plus tapping meditations, but even without that, there's still four. I mean, the, you are enough one, for example, is free. So, um, there's plenty of good free stuff in there. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I like about the app is I, you know, I love looking at data and and making things as objective as possible, especially for something like this, which like you said, it's, it sounds a little out there when you first look at it, but then when you experience the results yourself or you see it for other people, it's hard to ignore. Um, but before and after each session, you have people rate on a scale from one to 10 where they're at and where their emotions are. And so through that, I know you're, you're starting to gather a lot of data on how this tapping is actually impacting how people feel. Um, can you talk about some of the things that maybe have been surprising or what you've learned so far? 
Yeah, you know, it's one of my favorite things. So, you know, we put it in the app as part of the process because it's helpful for people in that sometimes you're really angry about something. You tap for 10 minutes, you feel so great. You're like, I wasn't even angry before because mm-hmm. the disconnect, you just kind of like move on. So it's nice to be like, I'm angry at an eight and I marked it in the app and now I'm checking it again. Oh, I'm angry at a three. Like mm-hmm. just to have that, that cycle, that reinforcement that says, mm-hmm. okay, that worked. That was worth my time. The side benefit for us, and it's obviously completely anonymous data, is that we get this huge data set. So mm-hmm. now 8 million plus sessions completed in the yeah. app so far. We have 8 million data sets. That's so yeah. on some of them too, like the releasing anxiety sessions, probably up to six or 700,000 plays by itself. So wow. I can look at it and tell you, you know, I don't know what the latest numbers are, but you know, 40 plus percent reduction in anxiety in 10 minutes and really hard. I mean, you know, I know you've looked at studies closely and mm-hmm. sometimes the media runs with a study with 12 participants, right. you know, <laughs> and like a control group of another 12 participants. And it's like, all right, that's all great, but come on, you know, mm-hmm. like, is that data set really big enough to mm-hmm. uh, prove something? Well, when you have 700,000 plays of something, it's hard to, you know, argue with that huge of a data set. We actually had a, a paper published about it pretty early on when we were, had a million or two million sessions completed already. And yeah, the data, you know, continues stream in depending on what it is. What's cool about the data too is as, as I roll out different sessions, for example, there's a five-day pain relief series in the app. And as I roll it out, I can look at the data and see which sessions are making the most impact. Mm. So I can see, you know what, day three isn't moving the needle for some reason, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. there's something happening here that the approach isn't resonating with enough people. The shift isn't strong enough. Let's change that out. So again, a great feedback loop to be able to just keep making things better in there. Mm-hmm. Have you, do you know if there are any um, research studies out there or any plans to compare, do like a randomized study and compare tapping to medications for anxiety or? Yeah, I I don't know of any. I know that Mm -hmm. it's been compared, you know, so tough with medications because Mm -hmm. it's hard to have a placebo when you're tapping or a control group when you're tapping. Well, you can have, yeah, you can make up some sort of sham tapping of control groups. It's just really hard whenever Mm -hmm. anyone is on a medication to take them off Mm -hmm. to compare what would happen. I can tell you this much. There's been, you know, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy is the gold standard of, you know, these kinds of interventions Mm -hmm. out there. Uh, There's been multiple studies that show tapping is equivalent to CBT, except much faster. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you'll see a CBT result that takes six months will take 48 weeks with tapping. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and you can see that if you go Mm -hmm. to a great therapist, they like, you can make those changes and Mm -hmm. CBT is fabulous. This can speed up the process. That's really fascinating. What do you, um, can you talk to using tapping for panic attacks? Cause it's not something I've personally experienced, but I could see how, you know, catching it at the right time, it could potentially be really helpful. Yeah. We actually have a stop a panic attack uh, meditation mm-hmm. in the app, like for mm-hmm. that reason, like, okay. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that I live in Newtown, Connecticut. So some people will be familiar with that name, sadly, cause it's the site of the Sandy mm-hmm. Hook school shooting. Uh, 10 minutes from where I'm speaking to you right now. And after that horrible day in 2012, we mobilized our resources, uh, started the Tapping Solution Foundation to work in town to support uh, 
parents, first responders, children, everybody involved, and really the town at large mm-hmm. with the trauma and the impact that they had. One of the people that I've worked with closely, um, and I was at our house five days after her son, Jesse, was killed, mm-hmm. is Scarlett Lewis. She's an incredible woman who is just, just, she's a saint in how mm-hmm. she has approached the most horrific experience that um, any of us can imagine. And uh, taught her tapping, used it, did one-on-one sessions with her. And a couple of months after Jesse died, she woke up at two in the morning in the middle of a panic attack. Mm. And she'd had him before. So she knew what it was. Her older son, JT, was in the bedroom next door. And she thought to herself, okay, I know I have to go to the hospital. Like if you have a full-blown panic attack and you don't have any resources, you have them before you go, I have to go to the hospital. Can I go to the hospital, get some meds and get back before JT wakes up? Do I call an ambulance? You know, it's a lot happening. Let's think about right? while you're having a panic attack. A lot to like think that. about. Yeah. yeah. So she finds that gap. And, and you mentioned if you find, if you get yourself to do it, because you got to find that little gap of consciousness, mm-hmm. that little space that says, okay, I'm in the middle of this hor- horrible experience. Can I pull up the app? Can I do something? So uh, she actually didn't have the app then. She just knew how to do tapping and she said, all right, before I do that, let me try tapping. And she tapped for 10 minutes and she fell asleep. Wow. So, and she said, look, you, you know, to go from panic attack, ready to go to the hospital to asleep, if you've had panic attacks before, you know, it was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and you, you mentioned a tool earlier. That's what this is. This isn't a replacement for therapy, not a replacement for medication, not a replacement for anything else. It's a tool that someone at two o'clock in the morning can be having a panic attack and can try this first. Hey, if it doesn't work, great. Call 911, mm-hmm. do what you need to do. But at least you have this resource to uh, regulate your nervous system. So yeah, it works wow. really well in that case. That's really incredible. Wow. What are your hopes for collecting future data? What things would you like to look at um, with regard to tapping and, and the impact that it has on our health? Yeah. So some of the interesting studies that have been conducted that we want to just do more of and, and different uses. So we've done a cortisol study, mm. um, you know, spit in a tube, cortisol, everyone knows mm-hmm. is the main stress hormone. There was three groups. There was the control group who sat there reading magazines for an hour, the tapping group who tapped for an hour, and then the psychoeducation groups who learned about stress relief. And they just sat passively learning mm-hmm. for an hour. Uh, the tapping group saw a dramatic drop in cortisol, 42% in an hour. The psychoeducation group saw a drop, I think it was somewhere around 20%, which is interesting to see mm-hmm. that contrast. Like, hey, when you're learning good, positive things mm-hmm. and you're feeling empowered, likely your cortisol will go down. But then you add the tapping in and you get this massive drop. And the poor control group, who hopefully they taught tapping to afterwards because mm-hmm. they saw a 2% increase in cortisol oh. and sitting there for an hour. So <laughs> they're probably bored maybe reading stressful magazines. Yeah. Um, but I love that physical component. Like we've mm-hmm. got a cortisol measurement pre and post mm-hmm. spitting in a tube, very reliable indicator of stress and seeing that dramatic drop. We've also done a couple of fMRI studies mm-hmm. showing, talking about cravings earlier. So showing the brain light up when it sees foods that it's craving tapping for, I think it was like a 12 week tapping process, going back in on cravings on all that stuff, Mm -hmm. going back in, looking at that food and not having the brain light up, which again, is so cool to be like, okay, well, it's one thing if I tap and now I don't crave that chocolate, but just to know that your brain, that portion of your brain literally lights up and we can see that on a machine 
and then we can turn off that activation with tapping. So I think more studies in that realm too, where it's just like, this is real, we can measure it. Here are the markers in your body showing changes in gene expression and cortisol and a blood pressure one would be great. I get almost every day, I see somebody commenting either on our back end or customer service. Oh my gosh, my blood pressure was sky high. I did the tapping, it dropped back to normal. So mm -hmm. um, any of these physical measurements, I think are fun to really prove it to people because that's the next step. Like, okay, we just, we're gonna just keep hammering you with data until you try it because it works. Absolutely. And I think now too, with all of the wearables that are available, there's so much opportunity yeah. for that. And you look at things like even sleep quality or HRV or other measures like that, that would be really interesting. Yeah. Let me see if I can find quickly. So sleep quality. Um, I was working with someone, um, not to, I can't name drop his name, but it was a celebrity just to get an idea for, you know, <laughs> they're all wearing aura rings and <laughs> he was having trouble sleeping let me see if I can find, and he wore his aura ring, trouble sleeping. So he had data for the previous like three months of his deep sleep. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, let me cover up his name. And let's see, we can show it there. So that is him going wow. way past placebo. Yeah. And I'll read it to you because it's hard to see, you know, his deep sleep an hour and 40 minutes that day. Um, wow. Hour and 34 the day before. And you can see the original one that he had sent me, which I think he was getting. There's an hour 19. So like just tapping that's, and he was just doing tapping nice. before bed. I mean, we did a short session, but you don't, you don't need me. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So he'd been getting 24 minutes of deep sleep. Wow. Max, the whole month. What an And then hour 19, hour 29, an extra hour of deep sleep. Mm -hmm. And anyone who wears an aura ring or tracks their sleep knows that that's going to get your score up to that, you know, <laughs> happy place if you can get another hour of deep sleep. That's huge. That's huge. And I know you have some great sessions on the app for sleep. Um, and that's yeah. another problem that, you know, if, if someone's struggling to fall asleep or with insomnia or things like that, it's worth trying, right? Yeah. There's so much, just give it a shot. There's both just ones to help you sleep. And then there's a whole batch on what I call sleep programming. So they, you relax your body and then you tap in something that you want from deeper sleep to relaxing your jaw to even things for the next day. Like, okay, mm -hmm. what can I think about to prepare for the next day? Mm -hmm. So I love too about this, how we talked at the beginning, there's really an opportunity to sort of change the, either the story in your head or the neural networks that are programmed into our brains um, to sort of change into something new. And I think so much of what's programmed happens from some event, whether it was long ago in childhood or some traumatic event or something that really left an emotional impact on you. Yep. But I'm curious if there's an opportunity to teach tapping in those times, like right after the event happens, can you somehow teach someone tapping to prevent it from becoming this underlying story or um, script that keeps playing over and over Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, that's a lot of what we did in Sandy Hook, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can we, you know, begin to at least ease some of the trauma, not the grief of the loss and the, mm -hmm. what happened and not the sadness, but the traumatic piece, when I heard what and how my body reacted and how I'm holding on to all these things. Uh, we have some stuff in the app for kids and we're flushing that out further. Uh, but kids have found it really helpful in those instances, right? It's mm -hmm. like, these are the things that get stored and 
if you know you're in fifth grade and you get up in front of the class to read and everyone laughs at you because you stumble on a word man that can set you up for a lifetime of fear of public speaking right mm-hmm. there 10 seconds that's scary never doing it again right uh-uh. so and it becomes subconscious right so it's not yeah, something I'm, that we're often even aware of we don't even remember what yeah, that one just, event was yeah, we just think, oh, I'm, I don't like to public speak or I'm scared mm-hmm. of public speaking or, you know, we just think it's who I am. That's what's the, the worst is when it defines you. Mm-hmm. Like, I am someone who's scared of speaking in public. And it's like, no, you are someone who went through this experience that taught you this was a dangerous situation. Don't get up in front of people. Don't speak in public. Mm-hmm. They're going to laugh at you. And then sadly, it usually builds from there. So if you have that one traumatic event, well, when it's seventh grade and now it's time to give a report in front of the class, you sure remember what happened last time and how scary that was. So you're not thinking clearly, you're sweating, you're anxious, and you do a poor job. You become a bad public speaker because <laughs> of these little experiences stack up and you're like, this is terrifying. you know. So those are the things that we can deconstruct. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, like I mentioned at the beginning, I think that this is something that I wish was more broadly known about and used, especially, you know, in, even in my field, primary care in the medical setting. Yeah. Um, I think oftentimes, you know, unless people are very resistant, unless there's a lot of data or saying, well, we, how do we, it seems kind of crazy. Why would we recommend that to our patients? But, but to me, this is something that one, we do have data. Yeah. Um, and two, it's extremely low risk, right? So we always think yeah. about what are the things that could potentially have a huge impact and there's very little downside to trying them. And like you said before, if it doesn't work, then great, you go with something else, whether it's a medication or another tool. Um, but are there situations or individuals who should not tap or where we should be more cautious? Yeah, that's a great question. So certainly if you are dealing with what, for lack of better classification, I'll say serious mental illness. Mm-hmm. So a bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, you're on multiple psychiatric medications, you're under the care of a psychiatrist, doesn't mean you don't bring it up to them because they might go, no, this is good for you. Let's, mm-hmm. let's do this. Uh, doesn't mean you don't reach out to a practitioner who, I mean, there's plenty of psychiatrists who tap. There's psychologists mm-hmm. who tap. Like there's professionals who know 100% you know, what to do in these situations who tap. So if, if that's where you are, just go you know, get clearance from the person that you trust and that you're working with. And hopefully they tap. If not, you can introduce it to them. And maybe you can, nice thing about the app, and I know a lot of therapists recommend their patients to it, and then actually do tapping sessions together in session. So they'll pull up the app and they'll be like, all right, we talked about all these things. It seems like you're really anxious. Let's do this anxiety session together. So um, that would be my biggest caution. So, you know, don't go where you don't belong. Don't go where it feels really unsafe. Mm-hmm. If you go, oh my gosh, I just remembered a memory from 20 years ago and I'm starting to panic about it. Well, go get help, go get mm-hmm. professional help there. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so I'd love to, to finish, to have you just take us through a short session and just explain yeah. the different points. But before we do that, um, for someone who's listening and they're curious and they're thinking, gosh, I, I want to try this. Um, can you just give them some info on where to go to start and to learn more? Yeah, so the App Store or Google Play, and if they just search the tapping solution, that's where they'll find the app. And if you want to do a deeper dive, our website is thetappingsolution.com. I mean, right on there, you'll see a bunch of videos and research studies. And if you want to read about it first and see some of the studies and look at the data, uh, that'll be right there on thetappingsolution.com. 
Cool. And again, I have no other motivation behind this other than it's been helpful to me and I want other people to know about it. And I think what you're doing is, is an awesome way to, to get it into more hands or to. to No, I'm so grateful for you sharing your experience. And like I said, in the beginning, I love the experience you had is one that I see so often, like, okay, the tools that I have are not working the way I want them to. Um, So let me try this thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been around for a long time. I've had the movie out for, you know, 12, 13 years now, but it takes a while for things to get out there (laughs) and and more voices and more doctors who are willing to stand up and say, you know what, we need to do something different. Also, you mentioned like a tool, like just to give your patients something to do in the meantime. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, do all the other things and take the meds and or the nutritional advice or whatever path you want to go on. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But also go down this path. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, we have a, um, a tapping meditation called heal your gut. It's all about gut health. Go to the functional medicine doctor, mm-hmm. take all the amazing supplements for gut mm-hmm. health. Now add this on top and watch things really transform because mm-hmm. there's so much stuff that's covered in that meditation on the fear of food, what to eat and not eat, the stress around everything, the stress around supplements, the stress around meds. I had someone uh, that I met probably six months ago now, and she had had gut problems for over two years, tried everything, did the meditation. And what, you know, I I don't want to say that that's the thing that cured her, but maybe she was primed and this just took her over the top, right? Mm -hmm. Like what's the extra little addition that we can do to help our body heal? Mm Mm-hmm. And we know there's probably no, I can't think of almost any medical condition or symptom where stress doesn't play a role. And so, you know, whatever tool you use, whether it's breathing, meditation, tapping, um, you know, there's, there's benefit for your health. It's not just about, you know, if people are are a little turned off by saying, well, I don't really want to think about emotions and all this stuff. It's not just the emotions. It's how can we impact your stress response so that it doesn't have a negative impact on your health. Yeah. And how can we turn off that fight or flight response? How can we calm the nervous system? You know, I think you'd, you'd probably agree that most doctors agree that stress plays a big part in health, mm-hmm. but even the most traditional one, the most like, you know, mm-hmm. but they don't know what to do about it. So right. they go, yeah, I'm seeing this patient. I got 10 minutes with them. Of course they're stressed out and of course they should eat better, but I can't control what they do at home and their job and I can't control what they eat. So what Mm -hmm. I can do is give them a pill. That's, Mm -hmm. these are the resources I have. Can we open up that toolkit to potentially include the pill when necessary, but also have these other things that can help people heal. Sure. And I think for, for having something like tapping, which is so active and engaging, um, it's sometimes easier for people to start than doing something like meditation, which can be very frustrating for people to, to begin to start shutting off their minds or, or feel like they're feeling every time they do. Yeah. It. Like how long is this going to take before I feel better Right. When, right. for new meditators as opposed yeah. to like, okay. I, and, and, you know, we even have a, we have a tapping into meditation process in the app where you tap first and then, and then you meditate. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get into meditation, that'll ease your way into it as well. That's great. Awesome. Well, let's close with just a little, if you can take us through and explain, I know, you know, we're on video here, but most people just yeah. listen. So if you can just kind of talk us through where the points are. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I first started doing this, it was like radio shows. So it was all about explaining <laughs> the points in 2008. Um, so if it's safe to do so, obviously, if you're driving, don't do this. But um, if you can go ahead and just close your eyes and take a gentle breath in. And let's just tune in to how we feel. How does your body feel? 
Where are you holding on to tension or stress? What's going on in your life? Can you identify one thing that you are most stressed out about? What are you most anxious about? And I know a lot might come to mind, but see if you can just hone in on one thing that, man, you just can't stop thinking about. And as you tune into that one thing, give it a number in intensity on a scale of zero to 10. So 10 is the most stressed, the most anxious, the most angry, the most overwhelmed or unsettled. Zero would be completely at peace. Just pick whatever number comes up for you. And when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes and we'll start tapping. We start by tapping on the side of the hand, whatever hand feels comfortable for you. For those of you listening, I'm taking four fingers of one hand and tapping on the outside, what we often call the karate chop. So if you're doing a karate chop to break a piece of wood, be the outside of that hand and just tapping gently and then repeat after me, either in your mind or out loud. Even though I have this stress in my body, I choose to relax and feel safe now. And we're continuing to tap on the side of the hand. I'm going to do that two more times. Even though I have this stress in my body, it's safe to feel it now. And one more time, even though I'm holding on to this stress, I choose to relax now. Now we'll tap through the points. The first point is the eyebrow point. It's on the inside of the eyebrow where their hair ends and it meets the nose. You can take two fingers of one hand, the other hand, or both hands. The meridians run down both sides of the body. There's no perfect way to do this. And just tap gently and we tune into that stress. So go ahead and think about that thing. What is bothering you the most right now? What is going on? And we move to the side of the eye. It's not at the temple, right next to the eye on the bone, tapping gently. What is going on? Feel that stress. Now we move under the eye, right on the bone. Again, one side or both sides, tapping gently. Tuning into how you feel. Where are you holding on to stress in your body? What's the stress about? How long have you been stressed? Under the nose, breathing gently, tapping gently, tuning in. under the mouth and above the chin, below the lip and that little crease there. Again, we're tapping with two fingers at this moment, tapping gently, tuning in. What are you most stressed out about? Why have you been holding on? What if you could let this go? Now for the collarbone point, feel for the two little bones of the collarbone. You can take all 10 fingers of both hands, go right below it, 
tapping gently. And if your mind wanders and you're figuring out the points this first time, that's okay. Just tuning back in, putting your attention on the stress in your body, this one thing that you've been holding on to so tightly. Underneath the arm, three inches underneath the armpit, either side of the body, right on the bra line for women, tapping gently, tuning into how you feel. The last point in the sequence, right at the top of the head, tapping with five fingers of one hand, tuning in. What's going on? What are you stressed about? What if you could let it go? Now we'll do one more quick round. We'll go right back to the eyebrow and repeat after me, either in your mind or out loud. It's safe to relax. Side of the eye. It's safe to let go. Under the eye, releasing the, set, the stress from my body. Under the nose, feeling safe in my body. Under the mouth, letting go. Collarbone, letting go. Under the arm, in every cell of my body. Top of the head, right now. And you can gently stop tapping and take a breath in and let it go. And take a moment to just tune back in. See how you feel now. Tune in on that original stress. So you were angry or anxious at an eight or nine or a 10. Where is it now? Is it a six, a five or a four? So as you know, that was two really quick rounds, just a demo. <laughs> of the process. And that's how it evolves. We can just keep doing round after round until we get the results that we're looking for. Awesome. So thank you so much for taking us through that, Nick. And for people listening, if you want more, go check out the app. Um, and I, again, just really appreciate everything you've been doing over the last 20 years to bring this to more people and to bring more data to it and to get the word out there and share these stories of how it's really impacted others. Um, and give, give people more tools like that. So thank you again, Nick. Thank you so much, Julie. I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's great not only to hear from someone who is using the app and getting these great results, but also an MD, someone who's just like usually not considered to <laughs> you know, look at these things. So I'm very happy when any single doctor out there says, no, we've got to start using this. Awesome. Well, thank you. It's hard to ignore things that work. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Exactly. Well said, well said. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please consider subscribing and giving it a five-star rating on iTunes. It really does help to get the word out to more people.